Hey there, Crosswinds family and friends. Welcome to the Crosswinds Unleashed podcast. Each week, we're dedicated to bringing the best stories and biblical life principles from authentic believers. Our podcast breaks down the Christian life through interviews and practical instruction. We hope in a fun and accessible way. Um, If you were with us last week, you know we were doing a little different format for these uh, two episodes. Um, We have our producer, Elijah Merrill, who's behind uh, one of the mics as a person that's going to be interviewed. And we have Dave Wright as our producer for these two. And so, Dave, thank you so much for for producing this. And Elijah, thank you for producing it every week and for agreeing to to be a part of these interviews. I've been looking forward to it. Last week, we we dug into sort of your coming to Jesus story and and growing in Christ. This week, we're going to look a little more at, at your your position, your role, your part on the team here at, at Crosswinds. And, you know, I just want to say from the get-go, I count it a privilege to, to call you a colleague as well as a brother in Christ. Um, but you at Crosswinds are our technical director. Uh, what does that mean? <laughs> I mean, you know, what, 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 I mean, because that, that's a big title. Yeah. And I think you do a whole lot more than even what that title would, would appear to me. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> so in a nutshell, um, being the technical director, I'm the one in charge of the technical elements of our weekend services, um, as well as a handful of our the technical elements of like some of our internal ministries here at Crosswinds. Um, that means sound, lights, video, live stream. Um, the joke is that uh, the jo- we have a joke that says um, if it has an on-off button and it's used during services, then it's probably my job to make sure that it works. That's great. I didn't know that. That's great. Um, uh, I'm also in charge of overseeing our audio and video production, so um, I lead the team that helps produce things like testimony videos, uh, sermon bumpers, promotional videos, weekend service and sermon recordings, um, and then podcast. Like, yes, podcasts as well as things um, like the show and uh, other audio projects like uh, recording and mixing audio, um, studio music, scripture readings, voiceovers, you know, a bunch of stuff like that, um, and then. Uh, I, 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 like I said, I lead a, I lead that uh, video production team, so I'm, I'm blessed to have a lot of people, you know, around me, um, students, fellow members on staff who, um, who are just incredibly gifted and love to help out with those things. Um, so I'm not alone in that by any means. Um, and then I also do I do my best to help uh, to help manage some of the IT needs we have here. Um, but again, I'm also blessed to have multiple people around around me to help me do that and. Um, uh, who have stepped up like exponentially with with training that they have and everything to just to just help that all go smoothly. So I, I had said when uh, when I had the privilege of interview, interviewing Dave Wright, who's our worship arts pastor here, uh, you know that uh, you two probably have the hardest job. Like people would say, well, no, Craig's the lead pastor. Go, no, 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 they do uh, because uh, you two um, are the ones like Dave. It's it's like any worship song he picks mm-hmm. on top of, but you deal with. Uh, sound issues. Yeah, and everybody's an expert on sound. Oh, everybody. Everybody, and and uh, and you know, we meet. Uh, people don't always realize it because when you come in on the weekend, the, the way that you and the team makes that space look, it doesn't look like a gymnasium, but it's a multi-use room gymnasium sa- shaped for the most part in a rectangle. And anybody who is an expert in sound knows that you don't go. You know what would be great. If we could do a service or music or anything in a rectangle. <laughs> yeah. And so, uh, you know, y- you do an amazing job of bringing us amazing sound quality <laughs> in a room 
which has to be extremely challenging. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Not only is it a rectangle, but it's just it's a brick box. <laughs> so with a metal roof, right? Yeah, brick bo- brick box, metal roof, and you know, just threw a threw a bunch of speakers in there and people and hope for the best. You know, absolutely, but, yeah, absolutely. But I appreciate your patience with us and you know and and all that. And uh, anyway, I just I just had to throw that out there because. <laughs> Because I, I'll get criticized, but not nearly as much as the experts criticize you guys, hmm. you know, and what they know the sound should be and not be and that type of stuff. And it's loud or too, it's not too, it's not loud enough, you yeah. know, and both of those come across, right? I mean, we need to, we need to rock in here, you know, yeah. turn this thing up and other going, man, turn it down. My ears are hurting. You know, it's just the far sure. view of things. And so I, I would say in, 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 the, in the room, there are different places you can sit where the sound is different. A matter of fact, anywhere you sit, the sound's going to be a little different in that room. And so uh, a simple ask of, you know, whichever you prefer yeah. um, will help will help them out. Don't ask Elijah. Ask ask one of the greeters or ushers. He's busy. Yeah. He's busy. Leave him alone. Let him do his job. But but I appreciate your, mm-hmm. your, uh, your humility and grace in the way that you and Dave both handle those things. So here's a question. I, I sort of already asked this, so I know this. But I want everyone else to hear this. I think you by far... Are, when you were hired, were the youngest person ever hired on staff? How old were you when you were hired here at Crosswinds? Yeah, so <clears throat> this is this is probably one of the craziest parts of my story, but um, I was hired on staff as the technical arts director when I was 17 years old. Um, I hadn't even graduated high school yet. I was finishing that up, and um, I didn't – at the time, I didn't have any form of higher education or whatever, and looking back now, it's just absolutely crazy, but um, – yeah, 17, 17. But you've been yeah. mentored by by a professional. Yeah. Sound. Yep. You know, uh, a person who who was on staff at the time and mm-hmm. so had definitely uh, learned from one of the best that we could think of to, yeah. to do that. So that, but yeah, yeah, I love that because you grew up in the church. If if you heard the last podcast, if you haven't, I encourage you to go back and listen to it. Elijah came here was like 3 years old. So he can't remember a life without crosswinds and part of now his professional career is crosswinds. So you have had crosswinds like galore. Like yeah. I don't know anyone who's had more crosswinds than you have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I um <clears throat> yeah, I mean, you know, hired at 17 um and yeah, you you kind of said it, but um I was very early on mentored by a very dear friend of mine um who was the technical director before I was hired. Um Which is crazy cuz Justin sits here. Yes. Week after week now as you're doing that job. Yes, it's um, gosh. He uh, I, you know, usually only a few rows in front of you. Yeah, it's nerve wracking sometimes, <laughs> and especially especially early on. You know, um, he he and I would work on projects together, and I just am so incredibly grateful for um, for him and just taking. He really took me under his wing and um, really just tried to teach me as much as he possibly could about um, just live production and sound engineering and literally anything that he could possibly possibly do and so um really really appreciative of of him for that but um yeah it was it was early on you know uh he <clears throat> he was the one that suggested that I I be the one that take his place and so I remember he had that conversation with me and I thought he was crazy and <laughs> um and I remember early on taking the job and and you're right he would you know, he's he was the previous sound engineer, so he knows where the good places are to sit. And um, so he would be sitting near the booth and just how nerve-wracking it was to see the back of his head and uh, just wish for the best. You know what I mean? What's interesting, I had just gotten here when that transition happened. 
And yeah. so, you know, everyone's like, you know, Elijah knows what he's doing. He had full confidence in you. And so, of course, you know, we hire you. And I don't think it was – I mean, it may have been like two years down the road when all of a sudden I realized, oh, my goodness, he, he was not – he hadn't even graduated yet <laughs> yeah. from high school. And so uh, it, it's, it speaks to your maturity and, and just your ability um, that, I, that I didn't pick that up for a while. But I don't even know. It was a conversation. I said, what? You know, maybe it was actually when you actually graduated. And I went, what, from <laughs> yeah, yeah. college? And, you know, I was like, no, high school. Oh, wow, what's going on? But, um, but no, talk to me a little bit about that, though. I mean, you were pretty young. Mm-hmm. I mean, because you were, before you were, quote, unquote, hired, you were, you were, you know, an assistant. Yep. And before that, and then just sort of volunteering in that ministry. What, what was it like being so young on staff at, at Crosswinds, at a church? Yeah, so just just to touch a little bit on that, you know, before I was, before I was actually hired, I had, um, I remember uh, the way that our children's program works here is um, once you once you enter into sixth grade, you're done with the child like the children's ministry portion of of our services, and you move on to like our our middle school and high school student program. And uh, at the time um, when I had entered into sixth grade, that's when you would get an invitation to help serve on tech in the children's ministry. Um, and so I did that. I, so I started serving and helping out in tech, um, right when I was in sixth grade. And, um, my dad is the, my dad's the IT manager for University of Rochester. And so I grew up surrounded by computers and technology. And so that was the one thing I had a lot of interest in. It's funny. I remember, um, being told, okay, Hey, you're in, you're in sixth grade. Now you can serve your two areas to serve in children's ministry are in the tech booth, or you can, you can dance and sing on stage. And I was like, I was like, yeah, it's going to be the tech booth, please. I, you know, I don't, I don't need the, I don't need the onstage presence, but, um, so yeah, I was, you know, I started serving, serving right in, uh, right in children's ministry. And, uh, that transitioned into helping out, um, on youth nights and stuff. And then eventually into the, into the big weekend services. Um, and then just from there, I feel like things went, you know, super fast and, um, was serving as much as I could. And <clears throat> that's when Justin really started to really started to meet with me and do those things. But so that was kind of, kind of pre on staff when I was actually hired. Um, you know, I'll be honest it, uh, when I started and I really started to get into it, um, it was, uh, very intimidating and incredibly overwhelming. Um, way more than I just even thought it was going to be. Um, I, uh, being someone who, who struggles with perfectionism and wanting things to be so good and honestly coming out from like having these people in my life, like Justin, who, who poured into me. So knowing what quality looks like and how good things can be to then being the person who's now in charge of making it that good. Um, it was, it was, it was really tough. Um, it was pretty common early on that, you know, I'd beat myself up for not knowing something that I felt like I should know or get frustrated that I was in this position and felt like I didn't have a clue what I was doing. Um, I remember there was a few times just I, I was I would get home and I would just break down because I felt like everybody around me in my area of ministry knew more than I did and um, and that I was just just ill-equipped, you know, and so that um, – that was that was a struggle early on, and um, thankfully, just I was when I got hired. Um, it, Justin continued to attend Crosswinds and um, still served, so it was like this weird immediate <laughs> switch. So I was serving, like I was serving, and he was on staff, and then all of a sudden I was on staff, and he was serving, yes. and um, 
so he was he was still very heavily involved in um and helped with that and people like Kyle Krenzer who uh who's been an incredible mentor in my life just helping me to get to where I'm at today um but yeah just just those those first couple years of just writing everything down that I possibly could that people were teaching me and it's interesting cuz you talk about not feeling equipped and yet one of the things that some people right here may not know uh, especially if you're just sort of coming, you know, and don't know you well, is people bring you in to do sound and bring you in to help them set up their sound yeah. and not just in churches, but in other situations as well. So uh, obviously other people recognize your expertise. Um, maybe it's harder to see it in ourselves sure. than, than what other people see, but I always find that interesting when people say, I don't have, you know, I, I, one thing I'll push back too. So you pick tech in, in uh, children's ministry, and yet now you're one of our worship leaders. Yeah, I mean, you lead worship at the students, you lead worship, yep. you know, in, in, uh, in the weekend services. So it's interesting how God's like, okay, you're going to do tech and mm-hmm. I got I got more more here for you. You got more gifts. It's just, it's just great to see you blossom and that stuff. Um, how does practically growing up at Crosswinds impact, you know, you're now being on staff? I mean, you've talked about it a little bit, but, you yeah. know, I mean, it must be different. I mean, you know, uh, half of us were brought in from other places, uh, you know, Brian, Betty, mm-hmm. others. Uh, came up like you through, but no one uh, literally has grown up per se. Yeah, uh, Brian's probably the closest. Yeah, but he was still older than you when he got here. So you you win the record of being the person who grew up the most here. But talk to me about that. Yeah, um, it's awesome having grown up here at Crosswinds to just to now have the opportunity to work here full time. Um, growing up here has helped uh, give me a real sense of what honestly what Crosswinds exists for. And what our DNA is, and um, what we strive daily to do, you know, in our mission to uh, we exist to know God and make Him known, you know. And um, growing up here and just getting to getting to like hands-on experience children's ministry through student ministry to now and like we call it big church, but and adult ministries like celebrate, you know, celebrate recovery. It's like it's so evident, um, just just how woven together. And um, Crosswinds really is, and how much how much we strive for that for that mark of knowing God and making Him known. Like everything we do gets passed through that, you know. Um, it's it's also helped, like um, uh, just being able to have when I was hired, um, having grown up here, just have pre existing relationships with so many people. Um, when I was hired, uh, I knew most of the staff members already, just because I you know had grown up here and. Um, it was crazy going through that transition to work alongside people like Brian. Um, who, who was your student pastor. Who was my student pastor. And now yeah. a colleague. Yeah, who, who now I'm in meetings with. And that was just, that was weird for the first, you know, for the first little bit. Um, but at the same time, it was, it was familiar, you know, just having, having someone there who I've, who had such an impact on me and who I've gotten to serve alongside of and stuff to now actually work with. And um, the, the other person I think of is Betty. Ryan, our executive pastor, who um, not a lot of people know this, but she is my aunt. And um, that whole transition of when I was hired, um, she uh, she was not in. She was she tried not to be involved in a lot of those interviews and meetings, and she didn't want things to be. Nobody wanted things to be weird and um, and stuff. So she other people handled that process. And so I remember finally getting on staff and um, walking into her office like one of my first days. And it being the first time that I was like, 
I was like, hey, Betty, like, <laughs> like as a colleague, you know, um, because just she wasn't, like I said, she wasn't really involved in that. And so finally getting into that process. And she's like, your executive pastor now. Now she's my executive pastor. <laughs> so she went from my from my aunt to my boss overnight, yeah. and, um, which is just very funny. But again, and now it's like, man, what a blessing to have, you know, legitimate family to, you know, to be able to work alongside um, each day. What, what do you wish everyone at Crosswinds knew about the tech ministry here at Crosswinds? Um, okay, so there's a couple different things. Selfishly, um, I wish that everybody knew that tech ministry wasn't as difficult as it seems. Um, as far as being a part of it. As far as being a part yeah. of it, yeah. Um, it can look intimidating, especially when you've got, you know, you've got expensive equipment that you're in charge of and, um, like, a hundred buttons and like whatever. And, um, so, and I, I totally get that. And being someone who has had to learn it hands on it, it, it can seem intimidating, but once you, once you really get into it and, um, once you're, once you're, once you start to get involved, it's, it's, it's not that bad, you know, but the other side of it, um, I, uh, it's so awesome when just that this is something I've gotten to experience. And after, you know, being able to lead the, lead the team, um, things, these are things that I, my team members have said to me, and I believe this as well. Um, it's so awesome when you allow God to use you and the gifts that he's given you to be able to work behind the scenes when you get to see genuine life change happen right before your eyes, like on a weekly basis, you know. Um, just knowing that that you had a part in helping create an atmosphere where people are able to connect with God and with each other is so powerful. Um, and there's, it's just, it's, it's so cool knowing that, um, you know, I, I grew up, I grew up rather introverted. And um, like I said, like I said, given the two options for being in front of people or behind people, it was, I wanted to be in the tech booth. And um, a lot I've had team members join the team who are also very introverted. It's just, it's a common trait for people who like to work behind the scenes is because they feel more comfortable behind the scenes. Um, but it's, it's so cool to be able to, to know that one, um, that you're able to use these God given gifts that he's given you, um, to do things that it's, it's easy. It's easy to think sometimes when you look at the people who are singing and playing instruments on stage and just the power that comes from that to to think that pushing the space bar for slides is so much less or whatever you know but it it's it's really not and it's it's all one team that we meet together to do to do to put the glory of God on display and um i guess that's my one that's my long takeaway for that is uh, for people who aren't familiar with tech ministry or um, anything that's involved in that, it's it's an incredible way for you to be like just deep into the 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 production level, but just also the just just to be heavily involved in like weekend services and and things like that that just help help connect people with God and with each other. Um, it's incredibly rewarding. To, to be able to do that. so You know, Elijah, you're involved in a lot of ministries here, not just as um, someone who offers assistance technically, 
with their with their, whether it be sound or visual or whatever. But you actually, uh, you know, you're active in Celebrate Recovery. You're active in our student ministry. Um, you certainly step in at times with the children's ministry, along other things. What would you say, you know, as you get this broad view, if you will, of ministry here at Crosswinds, what would, what would you say as far as, you know, what you're involved in and the impact it's made on you? And you talked a little bit about how cool it is to see the impact it has mm-hmm. on others. But, you know, talk about a little bit the impact it just has, whether it's you, others, and, and just your role in some of these different ministries. Yeah, so um, I definitely am, uh, have... I'm involved in, uh, like you said, a lot of a lot of different areas here from a from a serving level. Um, I I serve at uh, student ministry on Wednesday nights. I'm a connect group leader there, and um, uh, the I, the guys I have now are are in twelfth grade, and I started serving there as their connect group leader when they were in sixth grade, so right when they started, and that's been really cool. And um, when I think about when I think about things like that have impacted me the most, that's got to be one of them is just having this opportunity to walk alongside these guys as they grow up from from sixth grade into just be, you know, becoming adults and going through, um, like, unlocking life's challenges one at a time. Um, that's been, man, one of the most rewarding processes ever. And I have such a heart for student ministry because it was it was one of the things that helped pave the way for where I am now and where a lot of my mentors stemmed from is from student ministry. And, um, so I just, it's, it's so rewarding to, to be involved in that ministry and to see, to see these, these students grow up and not just that, you know, there's, there's, there's other opportunities out there to watch kids grow up, you know, um, not just watch, but to be involved in, to to be involved in their development. But there's, there's such a deeper level when not only are you hel- are you are you helping guide in their in their walk in life but you're seeing them develop a relationship with Christ and you're seeing them find who they were designed to be and just this it's emotional you know yeah. but you get to there's it's so much deeper you know when when you come in on a Wednesday night and you just see a room full of middle school and high school students just praising their heart out, you know, man, it's just, it doesn't get much better than that, you know? And the, the impact that those, that those students have had on me is, is huge, you know, just getting, they, students are very honest and they, they see the world from a, from a perspective of they're living in what's going on right now. And so they're seeing things they're experiencing what's happening right now for the first time. And that can be that's a very interesting perspective sometimes, I think, because, you know, not that I'm ancient or whatever, but like I I'm not in eighth grade anymore. Right. right. And when I was in eighth grade, at time moves fast. The world was different. Yeah. The the things that people were talking about and the topics that were important drastically different than the ones that they're talking about now. And so um it's it's really something to to just to be involved in these students' lives because they come to the table with just real issues and just man, just problems that are sometimes just new to me, you know, but being able to just be there with them and walk alongside them is is so rewarding. I can't I, I almost can't put into words how how rewarding it is to just 
to do life with them, you know, and to just be there with them. That's awesome. That's awesome. Let me ask you this as we sort of come to a close of our time together. What last words of advice would you give to the listeners? You know, I um, I kind of said this a little bit in the last episode, but um, just to expand upon it, um, you know, I talk about how when I was hired on staff at such a young age, it was overwhelming and intimidating. But the one thing I knew as I was, you know, talking with God and, and trying to seek guidance in what I was supposed to do is I knew that accepting that job was what God wanted me to do. And I didn't know much outside of that, you know, but I knew I knew that that's something he wanted me to do. And so there was there was an element of that that was at times like what kept me going, you know, because like I was hired on staff and then also going through like these dark phases of my life all at the same time. And um, just to know like, man, I, God's calling me there. I gotta, I gotta do it, you know? Um, but then that, that us side of it, that human side of it that falls short, that is not equipped um, to do the things that he's like, you know, the things that he's calling us to do to do that we're not equipped to do by ourselves. It's easy to fall into that and, to be like, well, he he wouldn't call me to do something that that I can't do, you know? And the truth is, he will call you to things that you can't do by yourself. But if he's calling you to do it and you're partnered with him and you're doing those things, you're you're not ill-equipped. You've got what it takes and he does not he does not call you to do things that are are not important to him and like he has he has a purpose for you and um and that's you got to remember that that whatever it is that he that you feel like he's calling you to do it's on purpose and um and he'll give you what it takes he uh he doesn't call the equipped he equips the called yeah that's right you know and um so if you if you feel that calling you he'll equip you is it safe to say i i think it is that you know, growth in Christ uh, comes out of faith. Mm. And, and so if, if everything that we are doing are things that we can do on our own, we're not growing. Mm. But if it's something that we know he's calling us to, and we say, man, I, I just feel ill-equipped. I like that word, you know, you used, and, or I feel, um, I feel less than capable, mm. you know, whatever. Um, but you know he's calling you, then then you have the privilege of knowing, well, I'm going to grow here because I can do this in him. Yeah. Because he's in me. Like, we can do this, mm-hmm. but but I can't do this. Like, I, yeah. I can't do it. And, I, you know, I, I've often said this, you know, people with great faith stories are people who have stepped out in faith. You yeah. Know? I remember early in my Christian journey saying, man, I want to I have a faith story, you know, and realizing everyone has a faith story stepped out in faith. Mm-hmm. Not a one of them. You don't have a great faith story if it is, well, I could have done this without God, but but I did it for him anyway. Yeah. It's always no. You know, I went through this situation. I was able to do, be a part of this. And, I, you know, if it wasn't for the Lord, there's no way this was going to happen. That's a faith story, mm-hmm. right? You know, and, and God's in the business of doing that in marriages and relationships and workplaces. And, I mean, that's, that's just great. And I share with you a tremendous excitement. And, and feel so privileged to be a part of being able to see that not just happen in my life, but the life of others. Mm, yeah. Like, that excites me. Like, seeing the picture of this change lives to me is just amazing. Yeah. Amazing. 
Well, Elijah, thanks for being here with us. You're with us every week. People just don't hear your voice as producer of the podcast. You're, you're integral to actually getting this thing together and putting it out there. All I have to do is talk. You do all the heavy lifting. And so thank you for doing that. Thank you for all the work you do here at Crosswinds as part of the staff and all the stuff you do as a ministry partner. And I said this last uh, episode, but I'll say it again for the time you've poured into my children, not just my youngest, but especially my youngest who uh, has served under you and, and certainly has been a part of your connect group. Yep. Um, certainly uh, you poured into him through that. And, you know, I just wanted to give another shout out there. Our children's ministry and, and, and student ministry here are out of this world. Mm. And I can say that because I'm not bragging on me. I'm bragging on what God's doing through some very, very uh, amazing people who just love on, on children and teens in a way that honors God. And um, if, you're a, if you're a parent, I can't imagine a better decision you can make than getting them plugged in here in their children's or student ministry. And if you're a children, child or student, you can't make a better decision for yourself. Mm-hmm. And so I would just encourage you in that way. I, I encourage you again, join me next week. Uh, our podcast is a weekly podcast. And, you know, if you if this is the first one you're listening to, catch up. Uh, you want to listen to so many others, especially last week. Uh, some of the things we've talked about this week will give greater context if you hear um, the first part of my interview with, with Elijah last week. Uh, remember to check out Crosswinds. Dot church. That's where you find out all things Crosswinds. And so if you go on there, you can connect with us. You can ask us questions. You can learn about us. Crosswinds.church. But for now, be blessed and bless others. Mm-hmm.